You're listening to Kindful Conversations, the podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm a meditation teacher and mindfulness coach. And this podcast is all about helping you to create calm amongst the chaos of everyday life. I'm here to help you feel better and to consciously and mindfully transform your life. I can't wait to share today's episode with you and I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Kindful Conversations. It's so nice to have you here. Ah, mid-December, we are really quickly drawing to the end of a huge, huge year, a very challenging year, full-on year. So before we get into today's episode, let's just stop and take one of our nice slow, conscious, deep breaths. So if you'd like to join me. That feels really good. And I'm going to take another one myself because I'm feeling a little bit tense today. So we'll do another one. So it is that time of the year. It's starting to get really busy. It's particularly challenging this year I think with COVID and you know so many challenges still present and I think probably a lot of people are feeling overwhelmed and anxious so just remember to be kind to yourself at the moment go slowly set boundaries where you need tell people no it's okay to say no to things and just say yes to what you can at the moment because Like I said, it's been a really, really challenging year for everyone in some way or another. And it's okay to say no, it's okay to set those boundaries. And even if you feel like you may be letting people down, know that the most important person is you, your mental health, your well-being is the most important thing ever. So just a little reminder there. Now today, I actually, it's funny. So yesterday I sat down to record this episode and I had about an hour. I had probably a little bit more than an hour before I had to head off to the gym. And so I'm like, great, I'll sit down, I'll record an episode. And I just so frustratingly kept stopping myself. I was recording, I was talking and it was fine. Like I was, you know, happy with what I was talking about, but something would happen. Like I'd fumble over my words and then I would just be like, no, not good enough. Stop, stop recording, start again. And I kept doing that. And if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I have done that with my previous um, episodes. I have a couple of times stopped and started because I'm very new to this. This is a whole new space for me. It's something I've never done before. And I like to make things good. I like things to be polished. I like things to sound good and to, you know, I want it to be an enjoyable experience for you. But there comes a point where it just, where every little um, imperfection, every little fumble over my words, every little noise in the background that you can hear just gets in the way and I just need to stop being so hard on myself and being such a perfectionist. And so the topic that I was talking about yesterday or that I was planning to talk about was actually how to set mindful and intentional goals. And I will still talk a little bit about that today because I think it's a really important topic. 
but <laughs> I guess what's come up and this is probably just a sign from the universe that there's something more important that for me to talk about, which is how perfectionism is blocking us or how perfectionism is stopping us from taking action, from doing things, from putting ourselves out there. So I'm someone who has been a perfectionist as long as I can remember. It's something that I, like many other people, wore as a badge of honor. I was like, oh, I'm such a perfectionist. Everything has to be perfect. And I don't really know where it stemmed from. I think it was probably just, you know, that feeling that need to be performing, to be, you know, achieving. And I've always been a high performer. I've always been someone who's put a lot of expectations on myself. And so over time, it's just built into this kind of habit, I suppose, of always needing things to be perfect before I put it out there and then stopping myself if it isn't. So, you know, for example, on social media, if I have a post that I've created and I go to, I go to post it and I'm like, oh no, it's not quite right. I don't look the best or what I'm trying to say, the message doesn't feel quite right or, you know, and there's a point, like it's good to, I think it is really good to, um, what's the word? I think it's good to be critical of ourselves to a point. It's good to, you know, question what we're saying and make sure, is this right? Is this helpful? You know, I don't want to just be adding to the noise of social media. I don't want to be just putting things out there for the sake of it and just posting for the sake of it. Of course, I want to be intentional about what I'm putting out there and really mindful and, and, um, you know, always, always wanting to help share good, positive messages for people, of course, but there comes a point where that perfectionism just gets in the way and it really just blocks us and it stops us from actually getting us out there, getting ourselves out there, putting, putting ourselves out there and getting our messages out into the world. And so I think I'm probably, I know, I know I'm not alone in this. Um, I know that perfectionism is something that a lot of people struggle with. So I guess today I just wanted to bring a little bit of awareness to it. And I guess that's something that I think, um, as I was thinking about what I could say today, instead of talking about the other topic, I'm like, no, I think perfectionism, that's something that I'd really like to talk about instead. And when I was thinking about it, I was like, well, how can we overcome this? How, how can we, what can we do about this? Because it's obviously something, it's a learned behavior. It's something that we pick up throughout our lives. It's not something that you're born with. You're not born being perfect or with the need to feel perfect or like everything you do is perfect all the time. Because, you know, as children, we fall over and we're learning to walk. We always fall and stumble like hundreds of times before we take our first steps. So, um, you know, it's, it's not something that we inherently do as humans. It's something that is a learned behavior. And I think there's probably so many layers that we could unpack. It's a probably, probably a lot of it starts with that fear of what other people think. And I guess this is probably a topic in amongst itself, that fear of, you know, other people's opinions, other people's expectations, but, um, I, th- I wanted to share something from one of my favorite books, which is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. It's probably actually 
my favorite book ever. I'm going to just put that out there (laughs) and make that big call because this book has completely changed my life. I've listened to, well, I've read the actual book probably two times and I've listened to the audio book. I want to say about at least 10 times or like snippets of it hundreds of times because I'm just, I don't know. It's just such a helpful book. It's so good, especially if you're a creative person especially if you're someone who likes to create or make things or, you know, if you consider yourself a bit of an artist, it's very, very helpful because what Liz does is she breaks down, um, well, she talks about the idea of creative living and particularly creative living beyond fear. So, you know, creating just for the sake of creating, not, um, not creating to be seen or for our work to be successful or, you know, reach lots and lots of people. It's just creating because as humans, we have this desire to create. We are really creative beings. So in the book, she talks about the idea of perfectionism, just being fear in high heels. And I love it because it's like, it's, it's so true. We dress up this idea of perfectionism being something good, you know, oh, I'm such a perfectionist. I love things to be perfect and, and nothing, you know, nothing but the best. Um, but really what it is, it's just fear, fear that's holding us back fear. Like I said before, of other people's opinions, what people think about us, how people see us wanting to be seen as nothing, but you know, nothing less than perfect or, or, you know, just having these really high expectations of ourselves. And I feel like social media has definitely amplified this. I think, you know, now there's filters and, um, people can edit their photos and tweak. And for very long now with social media, people have been only putting out the best parts of their lives, the highlight reels. And this is something that I did too. And I probably still do. Like I don't put And nobody would really put your worst, worst moments on social media. It's just not something that a lot of people do. Um, And I'm not necessarily saying that we should be. I think, you know, social media is a tool. It's a very, very powerful tool. And um, if used wisely, it can be really helpful to spread messages um, to help other people so that people don't feel so alone Um, you know, to share what you're going through and to share knowledge and information. I think it's incredibly powerful, but I think we do really need to be intentional about how we use it and be aware of the ways in which we filter ourselves, tweak ourselves and yeah, I guess morph ourselves to fit this ideal version of what we think we should look like, what we think we should act like or be like. So yeah, it got me thinking about how do we, how do we overcome this? And I think there's a couple of ways. So I think the first is awareness. I think that as part of mindful living, I talk about this a lot. It's really important to be mindful of everything that we do, all of our actions, behaviors, our thoughts, you know, um, and as part of that, becoming aware of where we are, perhaps holding ourselves back, becoming aware of where we are stopping ourselves from 
putting our true authentic self out there because we're afraid of what people might think or um, you know the way people might see us so I guess that was something that I thought could be really helpful is to just try and bring a bit of awareness into you know where do you let perfectionism stop you how does it hold you back and so I might actually after this session, I might actually sit down and, and have a bit of a think personally about, about how perfectionism holds me back. It definitely doesn't, um, I'm definitely more aware of it than I used to be. It definitely doesn't affect me nearly as much as it used to, but yeah, yesterday's session, when I sat down to record the episode, it just really got me thinking how much I'm still impacted by this idea of needing things to be perfect and so then that brings me to the next thought that I had of how we can overcome this and that's just through practice just so first being aware of where we're trying to be filter ourselves or where we're trying to be perfect and and um and where we're stopping ourselves and then the next step I guess is to start practicing not doing that (laughs) you know practicing like I'm doing now this this for me right here now is a practice because there's been a few awkward pauses for me I haven't actually planned this this conversation I didn't you know other than the topic that came to me yesterday through that experience I haven't actually sat down and written any notes or, or made any plans so it's definitely not perfect it's definitely just real and raw it's just me talking um but and lots of ums (laughs) something I definitely need to be aware of but I mean who cares who really cares everybody fumbles everybody makes mistakes everybody you know struggles to articulate themselves sometimes but I guess like I was saying this for me is practice putting something out there that's not completely perfect not completely refined and um you know how I would ideally like things to sound is is a really good step to practice so I guess perhaps have a think about how perfectionism affects you which ways does it stop you from you know maybe creating something that you want to create I have had many conversations with friends and loved ones about this actually you know people who have these ideas of things that they want to create but they just never get around to doing it because they think oh it's too hard or um you know maybe it's not exactly how you want it to be but that's how you get better that's just anything really in this world is you've just got to start somewhere and it's never going to be perfect to begin with but that's how things improve by practicing by doing you know, this makes me think of um, my guided meditations that I've started doing this year. So I did my meditation teacher training last year and then I got my certification earlier in the year. And in September, I got an opportunity to start actually practicing doing guided meditation. So I had done a couple on so, that I shared on social media, but I got presented with an opportunity to do live meditations through the Circles app, which if anyone hasn't heard of, it's just, um, you can get the app at circleslive.com and I offer free live guided meditations on there for anyone who wants to come along. It's completely free, but yeah, I got presented with this opportunity and it was so scary. The first time I sat down and did a meditation on the app, I was shaking. I was so nervous 
And I did have quite a few people join because I told, you know, my friends and family, I'm doing this, I'm doing these guided meditations. I'd love for you to join if you want. And I talked about it on social media. So I felt all this pressure. I was like, oh, I've been talking myself up. I'm a meditation teacher. I can help you feel calm. And then I turned the camera on and I just, the nerves hit me. But you know what? Nervousness, um, anxiety is also the same physiological response in the body as excitement. And I was excited. I was so excited because I'm so passionate about this work. Um, so I was really excited to start teaching and it was really just that push that I needed. And now I reflect back a few months later, I've been doing, I've been doing live meditations four times a week, at least like I've done some weeks I've gone live every single day, but at least four live meditations a week. And that's been almost three months now. And I feel so much more confident. The words just flow to me. I know in the moment I can just intuitively say what feels right, what I'm you know, called to say in that moment. And it just feels so good. And I'm so proud of myself for how far I've come because I look back at that person who I was three months ago and you know, I was nervous. I was, I was shaking there in that session, but I did it anyway. So I guess this goes back to that second step of how to overcome the perfectionism is to just practice, to just do it, to just start whatever it is that you are dreaming of, whatever it is that you are thinking of, or that you want to put out into the world, just give it a go because that is how you get better. That is how you improve and how you grow and how you learn. So yeah, I guess that's what I wanted to say about perfectionism. I hope that this is helpful. I hope this conversation helps you in whatever you are, you know, holding yourself back from um, whatever areas in your life where you're letting perfectionism stop you or worrying about what other people think in general. I think this is just such an important conversation to have because it's something that so many of us struggle with is other people's opinions and expectations and at some point, I mean, you have a choice. There's always a choice. You can keep doing what you're doing. You can stop, you know, stop yourself from taking action on that idea or whatever it is that you want to do, or you have the option to just give it a go. And yes, you probably will be met with judgment and you probably will be met with other people's opinions and fears. I definitely was. I had people say, oh, how are you ever going to make any money from teaching meditation? And I still do get that, you know, but I know, I believe in this work. I believe in myself. And so you have to, at some point, let go of those opinions and let go of what other people think and just, just go for it. Trust me, it is the much, much more fulfilling path because I, I know now, with every intentional step that I take, with every thing that I put out there that I really believe in that feels right to me, I know that I'm going to look back on my life and have no regrets because I know that I will have lived it authentically, true to me, true to what I believe in, true to what I want to see for my life and for the world. So yeah, that's just a little bit from me today on perfectionism. And then I guess I will talk now about what I was going to talk about yesterday, if you still want to stay tuned. So that was about creating mindful and intentional goals. And so I got 
thinking about this because I actually created my vision board yesterday for next year and I used the same board that I had created for 2020. So I pulled all of the images off that I had for last year and I was looking at the images that I'd picked and I really just felt like while a lot of them were still relevant to me, a lot of them didn't really resonate anymore. I felt like as a whole, the vision board that I had created for this year didn't really feel like it was in alignment with who I am now. And so it got me thinking also about the kind of goals that I had set in the past and the kind of goals that I want to set now for the future. And we talked about this last week. We talked about creating a better vision for your life. So in that episode, I shared a five-step process for getting clear on what you want and breaking down all those different areas of your life and things that you want to create and how to, you know, create that better vision for you, for your life for next year and, and onwards. So, um, yeah, I talked about that last week and then I've just been spending a lot of time recently really thinking about what it is that I want for my life. This is something that I have really had to think intentionally about because for so long, for so many years, I was caught up in outside expectations. I was, you know, just following this path that I thought I wanted. But if I am really honest with myself, it didn't feel quite right the whole way through. And so now, now that I've learned how to tune into my intuition and to slow down and to reconnect with myself, I am really conscious about setting intentional goals and, and mindful goals that feel right. And so what I have been doing um, is looking at the different areas of my life. So there's something called the wheel of life, which some of you may have heard of. It's like a personal development tool or exercise, I guess. And it's um, a wheel and you can Google this if you want to get more info, but it just gets you to look at and assess all the different areas of your life. So there's like your financial situation, you know, your physical environment, um, your health, what else is there? Family, social, those sort of things. And it gets you to, I guess, assess them where they're at. And so that's what I started with yesterday when I was creating my new vision board is I looked at all those different areas and I thought about what do, what do I want to feel? What do I want to see in these areas? And then that helped me to shape some goals. And then the other thing that I did is I did a little bit of research around goal setting. And because I found in the past, like I've set really big goals, but they didn't perhaps, I don't know, they were, they were probably way too vague. And so, um, what I did this time is I did a little bit of research around goal setting and something that came up was the whole concept of having not just goals, but systems. So the goals are what gives us direction, but they're really just kind of an end point. And what you'll find is if you're just waiting to achieve a goal, then when you get it, it won't be fulfilling because you'll be like, oh, okay, what's, what's the next thing? Whereas with systems, it's about setting habits or daily processes and practices in place that will help you to get to the goal, 
but they're ongoing. There's no like endpoint with systems. So I'll give you an example. If it's like, I want to lose five kilograms, whatever. Let's just use that as an example. I want to lose five kilos. So then that's a goal that you can have, but the system would be, I am going to work out every day for 15 minutes, or I'm going to go for a walk every day for 15 minutes a day. Does that make sense? So this is something that I did yesterday is I broke down all the different areas of my life and set goals and really got clear on what that would look like and what that would feel like. Because I don't want to just set goals for the sake of it. Like I said before, I really want things to be in alignment with who I am now and the life that I'm trying to create. So yeah, that that's just something I started with. And then once I really got clear on those goals and those systems, I picked out some images that represented what that looked like. And then I printed them out and cut them out and placed them beautifully on the vision board because I'm a very visual person. So I really do like to create a vision board. And I think there's science that backs um, having a visual representation of your goals and it being much more likely to achieve them if you um, really visualize what they look like. And then there's also science that backs um, writing them down. I don't know exactly what, what the stats are, but it's something like, you know, you're much more likely to achieve your goals if you write them down and if you visualize them. So yeah, that's just something that I wanted to share. This is something that I always tend to do around this time of year is reflect back on the previous year, think about what's worked, what hasn't quite worked, looking at the goals that I'd set. And if I hadn't achieved them, well, why not? Perhaps they weren't clear enough. Perhaps, like I said, they weren't actually things that I really wanted. They were just things that I thought I wanted, you know? And so just taking a bit of time to reflect back and then now using this opportunity, you know, as we kind of draw to an end of 2020, as we draw to an, the the end of another year and a particularly difficult year, um, just, yeah, getting clear on what it is that I want to bring into the new year and what I want that to look like. So I will be creating a YouTube video. It'll be going up very soon. So keep an eye out for that. And that'll be showing you how I created my vision board. And I'll talk a little bit more about the process that I that I took to do that. So if anyone wants to check that out, it'll be available on my YouTube channel very soon. So yeah, I think I might leave it there for today. This has been quite a spontaneous conversation and I made it through. I didn't stop myself. I didn't delete the audio like I did three times yesterday. I made it through. So I hope this serves as a little gentle reminder that it's okay to let go of the idea of things needing to be perfect. It's okay to just put yourself out there and yeah, like I said, bring some awareness to it as a starting point, become aware of where it is that you may be stopping yourself and then practice, just try, just give it a go, put yourself out there, practice, 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 because it gets easier the more you do it. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed and I will talk to you in my next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and got some value from it. 
If you did, please feel free to let me know what you think. Please share this with your friends and your loved ones and anyone who may need to hear it. And if you feel called to, please head over and leave me a review and rate this podcast. It would really help me out. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you being here and I will see you in my next episode.